What up, fam bros? Today's episode of The Fan Bros Show is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear that we love. Every month there's a new theme and exclusive item that you can only get with Loot Crate. And of course, that dope loot pin. Head to LootCrate.com slash FanBros and enter the code FanBros to save $3 on any new subscription today. Welcome to the FanBros, the show where the bros are fans. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. You told me enough. He told me you killed him. Me. I am your father. And welcome, internets, to another incredible, stunning episode of Fan Bros. <laughs> show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. That's right, folks. It is. The Quadro, not Quadro Cinco, just the Quadro <laughs> anniversary of the Fan Bros Show. Mm-hmm. 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 And this is your boy, DJ Ben, I mean, a.k.a. Captain Save a Hotep, a.k.a. Oh Africa God. Bamboozled, a.k.a. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> a.k.a. Arsenio. Holodeck, a.k.a. the Captain Kirk of hip-hop. Take it back to the original now here on this four-year anniversary. And like I said, we're taking it back because here, as always, though, I'm joined by... Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Ahura of the Spaceship, the Black Russian, the Back Rogue, the Stiletto Stunner, Flex Luthor, Ivan Yayo, the Black Widowmaker, and Colleen Wingstop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, you hear that chuckling, though, folks. And like I said, this is the anniversary, so if we're going to take it back, you know, we had to reassemble the three amigos themselves, even though I don't know about that movie in 2017, but that's another story oh, entirely. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's not go there. Yeah, let's not. Pepsi already did today. Yeah. Because we have joining us. Chico the Leo. Chico. Yeah, yeah, say it. In the spaceship. Not the escape pod, but in the spaceship. Mm-hmm. AKA LeBron Frames. AKA <laughs> Dwayne Shade. AKA <laughs> Carmelo Apathy. <laughs> it so, is full basketball season, so I like that. It's so good to hear from you, Chico. So happy you're here. It's good to be good to be here. Good to be here. Yeah. So uh, you know, and I I I appear to be in a, a long, 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 long line of uh, luminaries. That have been uh, gracing the uh, the seat that I'm sitting in in the spaceship. I mean, it has been, you know, like somebody's told me, it feels like we came out of you know 2017 on a marathon sprint. You know, it has been a, it's it's been an adventure. It has, it has. So you know, I got you know when 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 people say Allison Williams and Dulé Hill, usually the next name out of their mouth is usually Chico Leo. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so this is quite appropriate then. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. You know, when you say Lexi Alexander, when you say Tanahasi Coates, it's you know, you know, when you say uh, you know, who uh, you know, Sean uh from No Totally, 
Um, Sean Lau. Sean Lau. You know, usually the next name out of your out of the person's mouth is usually Chico Leo. So you know, <laughs> if I it, mean, when you're talking, you know, walking thirst traps, and you're talking Louis Tan. <laughs> that's right. You know, the next name out of your mouth. That's is right. The Chico Leo. Right. You saw those people thinking I should have been Iron Fist. <laughs> I mean, word life, Mister Morris. I mean, I can fight just as well as uh, as your boy there. So you know, <laughs> if not better. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, this never gets old, man. I, I take I take Chico Lee on a dark alley over my head <laughs> any day. I'm sorry, folks. Yeah, I still I still really don't know what to make of any of that. I think honestly, the ultimate rebuke was the fact that uh, Into the Badlands <laughs> premiered that Sunday. I mean, it was just it's just an amazing rebuke in every way. Just the sensational, the diversity, the like, literally like. One and a half minutes of of martial arts on that show is better than all the martial arts put together on Iron Fist. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Like, you know, just that 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 happened to premiere two days later is just like sort of (laughs) a mic drop. Yeah, it really was. Oh, my God. It's good to have you in the spaceship, Chico Leo, man. And, you know, like we said this is the four-year anniversary of Ambrose Show. Wait, we have the same anniversary as Jay-Z and Beyonce. Mm, interesting. It's, especially since our anniversary changes every year. I know. Right. I, I actually think, in, in actual reality, I actually think, and I might be wrong about this, that our four-year anniversary is actually the same as the read. I actually think that we recorded our first show the same week that they did, if not the same night. Oh really? Um, I think, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But um, I know that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know the night I met Ben was the night that that Reggie met um, Kid Fury. Wow! So then that was bef- that was before we actually started taping. That was you know like oh like yes, it was uh, several weeks before we started taping. Wow, that was so, olden times. Yes, and, yes, and and, and a, a magical moment right there. Big shout outs to Joe Illich as well because Joe Illich was in that. Oh, that's right. first meeting. That's right. Yes. Oh yeah, no, there was. Uh, there's been there's been many lineups. It's like the Avengers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> many many lineups. Or even the X-Men, because, you know, we are feared and hated by the general populace that we are sworn to protect. I guess that's true. <laughs> or at least you are. <laughs> Especially Ben. It's mostly just Yeah, ben. I don't know about me and Tatiana as much. <laughs> y- 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 y'all are generally loved. Right. This is true. <laughs> We're on canny X-Men over here. You're the, you know, invincible Avenger over there. <laughs> well, since- all by himself. Since this is the fourth anniversary, we should actually talk about what all of us, us three, love and hate about the show. Wow. Wow. That's a big topic. That is a big topic. That is a big topic. Um, I know first, I just want to say thank both of you, you know, for everything that y'all have done. Thank everyone who's involved in Fanbro's show, both inside and out, you know, our listeners, all the family on, like I say, who's behind the scenes, who's on the scenes. Again, the listeners, we won't be anywhere without y'all, but most especially, you know, Tatiana and Chico, I just want to thank both of y'all, like, you know, and say, you know, I love y'all both because thank y'all for being here with me and doing this show and everything we've been through since we started. You know, it's just been a fantastic journey for me. Coolio in the house. (laughs) I want to definitely say the same. I love you both dearly. You guys are my brothers. We talked about this. I don't ever tell people that. I love them, let alone like them, but I love you guys for real. 
I mm. really think that y'all are a part of my family. And I've, I've always looked at y'all as part of my family from a very early standpoint because y'all both really believed in this project and continue to believe in it and have contributed in so many different ways. And to also to your point, like shouts to everyone who works on Fan Bros, people who do the background stuff, people who do the foreground stuff. Like I said, thank you, Ben. Thank you, Chico. Thank you, Ty the Robot. Thank you to the ladies of Outlaw Bars. Thank you to Jamie Rigetti. Thank you to Mr. Morris and 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 Con Kane and Mohahaha. Like thank you, Mayan Akfan. Like I, I if I miss your name, I apologize in advance. Bowman Believe and Yuri. Yes. Thank and you to Bowman and LOYC. Bowman and LOYC. Everyone, whether I said your name or not, you know. Mellow I'm Marketer. Of you. Yes. Mellow Marketer. I'm thinking of all of you. We are we all are thinking of all of you. We all love you and appreciate you for everything you've ever done for us for the past four years. And as you can see, this platform has grown so much to include so many people, to to show off so many intersections in the geek community. And I'm just so pleased and so loved. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my turn now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your turn, Chico. So I, I actually, I, I 100% agree and echo that. And I love and appreciate both of you and the listeners. And I would go even further than listeners to say that there are friends that I've made like through Twitter or mm-hmm. people that I've met yeah. at either cons or events that we've done um, in a way that I, I, I completely and 100% share what uh you know the the level of 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 what you're talking about the level of sort of respect and affection i don't i don't know how this is going to sound and i'm not even sure i should say my 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 feelings for the show itself and not not the actual product but the doing it week in week out were, were sort of started failing a while ago and it was only the thing that kept me going was I, I I really didn't want to let you two down and and to and I didn't want to let the listeners down and I don't mean that in mm-hmm. any kind of way that sounds like I'm trying to you know like I have a big head or anything like that but I felt um you know there was a point where I felt like I couldn't really handle doing the show but I really really felt that I owed you know because of how much you guys mean to me and how much you guys have um Put, you know, put it on the line, you know, week mm. in, week out, day in, day out that, you know, um, you know, and so I, I, I do want I, I mean, I, I, I feel exactly the same way um, mm. about you guys and about the rest of the Fan Bros family, um, of which I am still in the Fan Bros family, you know. Yes, you are. Screen Squad. That's hello. right. Screen Squad. <laughs> um, you know, we got every, every other week there's an episode and usually in the intervening weeks, if uh, if there's not enough Scream Squad for you, you can, uh, you know. Go to the Patreon, and there's mm-hmm. uh, there's there's you know a mini podcast or something up there that uh, that we're doing. So, you know, I'm still I'm still got a foot in the uh, you know I got a foot in the door or a foot in the in something. <laughs> you know, still. He said like we kicked them out like the cat or something. <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. Um, I hope people don't don't feel don't think that because that that definitely no. was not no. the case. No, people just miss you, Chicos, particularly the early supporters who are, are, are and the Chico lights, the lifelong Chico lights. They miss right. you forever. But like Chico said, he is not gone. He is just on another show now, and you can still get your fill of the Chico Leo. And obviously, when you listen to the main Fan Bros show podcast, you may hear Chico Leo pop. That's up. right. But That's you right. don't I know can't... unless you listen. 
uh, and subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. And Stitcher. Yeah, I mean, and Stitcher. And and Stitcher and all kind of places out there. But definitely, you know, hit up iTunes, leave that five-star rating to all the new listeners, all the old listeners. Make sure you, you know, give us a little shout on there, a comment, something, you know, the likes and subscribes. And we're on YouTube now. You can see our Allison Williams interview popping on YouTube as of right now for your anniversary yes. style, you know? You can also watch the Marjorie Liu interview. That was a mm-hmm. definitely lit interview. Check that out. And also, I forgot to say early on, love and shouts to the Blurred Herd. You know who you guys are. Thank you. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another thing I just want to say real quick is that I just really love the appreciation and the impact that we've made on people's lives and the one thing that I started out when I wanted to do this show is that I wanted to bring geek culture to people who didn't really get it, but I knew would be interested in it in, you know, if we just showed them how to get into it. And then I also wanted to show people who were already into it the side, like people who didn't know about that side of them. Like people didn't know that Young Guru was such a super geek. You know, people didn't, I mean, some people knew about Just Blaze, you know, people didn't know, you know, just many of our guests who have shown that side prodigy when he comes here talking about aliens and everything. Right. So I always wanted to show that thing. And so I'm just really appreciative that we've done that. And like I said before, the impact that we've had in people's lives has just been amazing. Some of the emails we've gotten have just been like mind blowing what people have written us and told us about what we've done in their lives. And I just want to thank all y'all. And I'm just, you know, the love. And I'm just so happy for that. Like, yeah, thank you. It's that that's it. I just have no words for it because it's so incredible. Yeah, I think that's what hits me the hardest, particularly as someone who's like tries not to, what I say, be emotional, <laughs> overly emotional, to see and read those types of emails where people have shared with us all sorts of things about their lives, whether it's the depression they've been going through, whether it's the personal struggles that they're going through, Everything you can think of under the sun, uh, family issues, alcoholism, all sorts of stuff. And they tell us directly that something we've said or something that we've shared has helped them get through those issues or helped them find a path outwards to success. And that, as Ben said, there's like nothing that matches that ever. I don't think there's anything that can ex- describe that feeling really because it makes me understand that this platform is much more powerful. It's important to speak about geek culture, but it really transcends a lot of different things. And we're touching you guys right at the heart. And that makes me really happy and really just blessed to be really honest with you. Mm-hmm. Just shout out to uh, depression and struggles. <laughs> <laughs> We all go through it, brother. We no, I know, and I know that, and 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 we yeah, no, no, no. I, I, and I know that, and and actually the same. I mean, the there have been uh, numerous people who have reached out to me, both in my own struggles, but w- but with their own struggles, and people mm-hmm. letting me know that you know how how we've touched them or how I've touched them, and you know that that touches us, and it is you know four years. I mean, it's 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 been a you know this is a big right. chunk of all of our lives, you know, absolutely. You know, Actually, four years is not it's gone by fast, but it's not a a small amount of time whatsoever. And I, I know in the grand scheme of things, people say, Oh, that's not a big deal, but it really is. That's that's a matriculation through college and yeah. <laughs> time. High you know school, I mean? like, you know? High school. Yep. That, that's it's a big deal. You really do grow as a person. This show itself has grown. The show is an entity which has developed and become more just numerous. We we are legion. We always talk about that, how fan bros is everywhere and 
people have seen how much this platform has blossomed and you guys are part of what made it blossom. For real, for real. I mean, I really, do, yeah, I, I can't say any more other than just a sincere thank you to everyone. And like Tatiana said, it's been a four-year journey so far, but I've always feel at the same time that we're just getting started. And I know how Chico feels, like sometimes the grind gets to you and real life gets to you when you're doing this. But at the same time, I'm just always so hyped, you know, when somebody sends me an email or a guac question or just laughs at one of our jokes, you know, on Twitter, anything. It just always makes me understand that we're doing something. And I also want to give a big shout out to Combat Jack, Mr. Morrow, you know, Mena, everyone, you know, yep. Matt Raz, like all of them, especially Chris. Combat. Chris, yeah, because Combat like really started us on this first Fan Bros thing. And something he told me about Combat Jack show that always stuck with me is that he wanted it to be a way to show people the keys to success. And I always want Fan Bros show to be that, too. You know, we show people all these different people who are doing their thing, living their dreams. And we always want to encourage people to do that. And when I hear people saying that they're living their dream or, you know, living their life because of something we said or did just brings so much to me. So I just want to thank you all again for that. And, yeah, I ain't got nothing else to say on that. I guess we're not going to talk about the stuff we hate. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next week. But right now we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Fan Bro Show. What's up, Fan Bros? This episode of Fan Bros Show is brought to you by Orphan Black, the game. Come play with us. The makers of Orphan Black want you to join your Cestras in an all-new game for iOS that lets you uncover secrets of the Orphan Black universe, solve puzzles, and fall deeply into a dream that could turn deadly for the clones. Find out what Sarah, Kasima, Allison, Helena, Rachel, Beth, MK, Katja, Tony and Chris are up to and how their world is about to change. Buy Orphan Black the game on iTunes right now or visit orphanblack.com for more information. Get some. Welcome back to this extra special fourth anniversary edition of Fan Bros. Uh, as always, uh, we are here with the Guac is Extra. And uh, these these are uh, actually two questions from uh, Dikembe Morgumbo, a.k.a. Ice Cream Olajuwon, a.k.a. Picture Me Roland. Very good. Uh, so uh, his first question is, what is your favorite unexpected movie cameo? You know, like Hugh Jackman in First Class or Bill Murray in Zombieland type shit. Uh, you guys, uh, yeah. So, uh, do, do you, I, I mean, I, I have one, but uh, do you guys want you have to? One? I, had, I had a little bit of time, like literally five minutes to think about it. But the first one that really made me just bust out laughing was Michael Jackson in Men in Black 2. Why what? the hell? <laughs> yes. My, when? Yeah, I don't even remember that. I only Michael saw that Jackson, once. Michael Jackson cameoed as an agent. Oh, that's And dope. if y'all don't remember this, you can look, go on YouTube right now and just type in Michael Jackson, Men in Black. It was the craziest, most extra thing I've ever seen. But then everyone to always called Michael Jackson some type of alien. So they were like, oh, he fits right in. Right. Wow. More crazy than his appearance in The Simpsons? So that's one of my favorites. But that's animated. So I, I didn't... Yeah. Like, this one was Michael Jackson in the flesh wearing a no, Men in no, Black suit. No, wow. 
And yes. no, no, no costume, just him. It was just him. And he was like wow. dead ass on the intercom talking to the boss. It was crazy. <laughs> it was so random. Okay. Um, I got a couple real quick or one that I could just came into my head. It's not really a cameo though, but it kind of is to me is Bill Murray. And it's that cigarettes and coffee with um the RZA and the Jizza because I know Bill Murray is like scripted into the movie but it's so funny because in the scene RZA and Jizza walk into this cafe and Bill Murray is in there serving coffee and he's supposed to be in like disguise you know like he's not Bill Murray but RZA's right away yo it's like yo your motherfucking Bill Murray you know and he's like don't 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 tell anybody you know I'm not supposed to be here you know I'm I'm in disguise for a movie I'm learning how to play this part oh they broke the fourth wall on that right yeah I mean yeah RZA is just constantly like but yeah you're Bill Murray some motherfucker's gonna walk in here and be like yo that's fucking Bill Murray what are you talking about you know and it just goes off from there but it's just a great movie that's probably on YouTube as well Chico you said you had one so I'm not I mean I'm I'm assuming this counts as a cameo um but in um Rogue One when they're on the the planet on uh you know uh, what's his face's planet there Forrest Whitaker's planet when they're rolling through the city and they bump into uh the dudes from the cantina the Greedo yeah. I was so mad at that not uh not Greedo but uh you know like the the dude the walrus dude and the and the dude yeah. with the fucked up face oh yeah that that was pandering at the highest uh, I mean come on <laughs> they're gonna put all kinds of shit in there well I thought that was dope I like that so um that's that that was you know I'm I'm counting that as a cameo. Come on, Chico, Mr. Movie Man. I know you got one better than that. That was that was literally the first thing that I thought of. I know, actually, uh, most people say that that was, uh, that that was pandering. But for me, I don't know. I like that more than I liked, you know, them showing, uh, you know, Princess Leia at the end or, or anything like that. Because it was just so random and unexpected. Um, True. I mean, there is a whole weird, like, how did they get off the planet type of thing. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then get to Tatooine. But I just thought it was, it was, you know, like, it was just so, it was just very random. And and the question is, what's your favorite unexpected? Like that, you know, if you had said, like, oh, well, who from Star Wars do you think is going to be in Rogue One? <laughs> like, those two dudes are not, you know, they would literally be not even in the top 250, you know, exactly. uh, people that I would have, that I would have said. Um, okay, okay, I'll give you that. Right. All right. So, uh, Dikembe Morgumbo, aka <laughs> Ice Cream Olajuwon, <laughs> he has another question here um, that, uh, you know, we always talk about devastating character de- deaths during the BRAP segment. What's a satisfying character death? If you've been reading a book oh or a comic or watching a movie or TV show and you won't be satisfied until that asshole gets what's coming to them, most recently, all I can think of is Holly on Power. That's so fucked up. That, like that is. <laughs> That's so messed up. That's like when people say, um, what's her name? Rick's wife from Walking Dead. Right. And I was like, Jesus, y'all really hate oh, yeah. her Did like y'all really that? say that? I mean, y'all hate him Yo, so much. Yo, people hated his wife. I hated uh, Shane much more than Lori, but. Yeah, you but know. Shane you were supposed to hate. Right. Lori you weren't supposed to hate, and people hated right. Lori. And I'm, I never understood that. I immediately thought of Ramsey Bolton. I was so of happy course. when that motherfucker died. Of oh course. my god, it was the best. Yes, I think I'm the only glorious. one on this show that definitely hated uh, Joffrey way more than Ramsey. Not that I mean I hated Ramsey, but I, I, hate, I, I always thought Joffrey, Joffrey because of Joffrey's privilege and the fact that Ramsey was a bastard and had to fight his way up or whatever. That just Joffrey was just extra, and also just Joffrey is 
so much stupider than uh, you know. I mean, look, they're both terrible, but I was I was probably of the, <laughs> I definitely yeah of, of the Game of Thrones ones of which I guess there are many at this point because uh, you know there's been many bad guys have met their end as well as good guys. Um, Walter White. Wow. You just yeah. hate you and Walt, Walter man. White. Wow. Yes. Damn, you hate yes. Walt. Wow. Walter White. Definitely. I could not wait till that whole ass met his deserved and rightful death. Wow. I didn't feel like a type of ways about him dying. Like, cause I, I felt like it, okay, it came to a close. It was inevitable. Right. I didn't yes. feel mad or sad about it. I was like, all right, this is it. I, I didn't feel mad or sad either. I just felt like, Yes, you got what was Maybe coming yeah. to you. Well, see, you you hated him from Jump Street, right? So you were ready Not for from him to jump. go down. It's like halfway through the series when I just realized that Walter White is a scumbag. And there's no, like, I can't defend him because he made moves that were just based on his ego. And I can't defend that. Like, I understand that's what he was doing, but nah, bro. Right. Oh, <laughs> let's talk about something more recently. When um, Daniel Kaluuya's character killed everybody in Get Out. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> Wow, you ain't never lying. It's you know I gotta <laughs> be honest with you. Um, I, I out of all three of those, um, it was definitely you know I can't remember her character's name, but Allison Williams' Allison character Williams. was definitely Gross. the one that was most satisfying. Even though the yeah. you know she was more indirectly like the other two were the ones you know. Catherine Keener put him in the sunken place and, you know, dude from uh, the West Wing is the one who actually was going to cut his head open and everything. But it was really Allison Williams' death that was the most satisfying of, of those three. Um, well, she said last week on the show, you know, she is the most evil of the Right, time, exactly. So, I mean, she know, put in six months or however, four months, however long. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, what, did, you know, they were assholes for two days. I mean, she... You know, what she did was, you know, psychological warfare. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, I they, if they ever do a sequel, I mean, it's just going to be that dude in therapy. I mean, if he still had issues getting over his, you know, his mom dying, imagine getting over, you know, this girl you let into your heart. And then, you know, she's obviously running, you know, the worst kind of con on you. So. Oh, no. Yeah. His his, his mind is definitely screwed for life. Right. He's got problems. He has serious problems. He's a mass murderer for one. So, you know, that doesn't go away easily. So I I, I wanted to say, so deep, deep cut on this answer. In the original Godfather, when um, (laughs) when Connie, when when the daughter's husband, who's like the dude who actually betrays, uh, you know, Sonny. Um, when he gets his, like, and he, you know, we've seen him beat up, uh, you know, Talia Shire, the Connie, yep. the daughter and everything like that. He might be in many ways, like the ultimate scumbag in a movie, um, who, you, when does he get, is, does he get his in the street? No. Well, I mean, they put him in a car and then somebody strangles him and he gets strangled in oh, the car yeah. and he like kicks out the windshield. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, I can't even remember, I think his name might be Carmine, but, like, that dude, I don't know why, when I, when I read that, you know, question, that I don't know why he jumped into my head, because I haven't even seen The Godfather in, like, five years, but. No, but that's a classic. Yeah. I got one more recent that's kind of random, but it was just so great to me, and it's one of my favorite things in movies, is, uh. Uh, well, Samuel Jackson in Deep Blue Sea is an example of this when he just gets ate up in the middle of giving his speech. Oh. Right. <laughs> because it's so... Why was un- that satisfying? It was funny. Because it, Yeah, because it's so unexpected. It's also like um, in that joint, uh, not under siege, it's the one when they're in the plane and Steven Seagal gets sucked out of the plane like 15 minutes into action the movie. Action or executive dies. something? Is it executive yeah. action? Yeah, something like that. He just catches a bad one 15 minutes and then Kurt Russell has to save the movie. 
and you just wouldn't expect Steven Seagal to get killed. But the one that I was thinking about was even more recent. Uh, is that Civil War? Okay. When there's Yeah, there's the, I think this is Civil War, right? Yeah, where there's the black, um, or even, no, there's Winter Soldier. Yeah, when there's the black uh, field agent for S.H.I.E.L.D., but he's actually a member of HYDRA. I think his name is Sitwell. And he's in the car oh, with them. And what's his name? The Winter Soldier just yanks him through the window and throws him onto the highway. Like, he's talking, and he's like, oh, I won't give up the blame. And then just Winter Soldier just whoop, and he's dead. And it's so quick. <laughs> and it's so, like, you know, you, you have to rewind it to even realize that this dude just got thrown from the car onto the highway. It's just like, wow. You know, things like that in movies always are great. Wow. But, yeah, that's a great question. Both of those are great questions. And your names, Sikembe Moore Gumbo and Ice Cream Olajuwon, are just, wow. Yeah, so, you know, that's it right now for the Guac is Extra. As always, send in your questions to contact at fanbros.com or hit us on the Twitter at fanbros show on the Instagram at fanbros show. We always love all these questions. You know, we have much more coming in the weeks to come, months, years, all that good stuff. But, you know, right now, you know, something I really didn't think we'd be doing on the anniversary show. So we're going to make this trip over here real quick. You know, we're back <laughs> on that boat on that island. Oh, man. You know, <laughs> go through the sewage, through the gutters, everywhere, back into that not-so-wonderful place. Trifling. Like I said, we got to make this a quick trip because, you know, the Drumpf has occupied all space doing, you know, just maliciously evil shit. Yo, this dude is like Dr. Evil right now. It's so ridiculous. Like Even, you, even Dr. Evil's not that evil, okay? Let's be real. He's like yeah. evil in a comedic way. This is evil in a straight-up evil Rose-level shit. Yes, and so as always, you have to always fight, you know, resist, call your Congress people, all that stuff, but Man, Trifling Heights is, you know, kind of packed this weekend. You know, before we get to that one, let's get to something that really relates to our listeners out there. Marvel executive David Gabriel says people don't want diversity. And immediately after realizing what a foolish thing he said, bat pedals on that hot mess. Isn't Miss Marvel one of the one of their top selling books or is that wrong? As, yes. as well. Yes. As well as Black Panther. Right. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that so, was just, I mean, it was trash. It's a trash statement, but it was also such a stupid trash statement in the sense that, A, it isn't true. I mean, actually, you know, you mentioned Trump. I mean, it's like a Trump statement. Like, it's not true, A. And B, um, you know, it, it's such a, even if it was true, it's such a stupid, stupid thing to say. Um, yeah. And it's, an, it's such an unforced error. And then it's an unforced error on top of the fact that it's just so clearly not true. So let me give a little background on this. Uh, David Gabriel at the Marvel Retailer Summit, he actually implied that the addition of racially diverse and female characters is what led to the sales decline, which is patently false. And what he said specifically was, quote, we heard that people didn't want any more diversity. And he said, the people said, I don't know who these people are. They didn't want female characters out there. And that's what we heard, whether we believe that or not. Now, what sense does that make? Because the real reason why people are not into a lot of Marvel products is because there's a lot of duplication. There's a lot of overlap. There's a lot of stuff that happens that doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with the fact that there's more diversity, that there's more women. That was a crock of shit, what he said. Well, and there's these crossovers yeah. that have just been getting more and more. I mean, I remember even like 
you know, 25, 30 years ago, well, all right, not that much, but whatever, like with Secret Wars 2, like, you know, there'd be like one issue of like, you know, a bunch of other comics that I didn't read that I felt like I had to get. But over the years since then, like, you know, every every crossover, there's more and more and more and more comics that you have to get. And you can't even, your your storylines end up, you know, um, you get like three or four issues of your comic and then suddenly there's three or four issues of the comic you're trying to read where whatever Marvel crossover gets like shoehorned, shoved in there. And I it, it's that. Um, I mean, there also could be like you were saying with the duplication. I mean, I don't know if people really want, you know, five Spider-Man titles. And, you know, that's something that I always wondered about from DC where they have like nine different Batman titles coming out, not even counting like the spinoffs and stuff. But, you know, you've got all these Spider-Man titles, all these X-Men, you know, it's like, you know, you're talking about people that spend 80 bucks a month just to keep up on one franchise. Forget about like in the whole Marvel, you know. You know, universe. I think what's also important to point out is the fact that you need good stories. Right. If you have poorly written stories, poorly written arcs, people are not going to buy that shit. It doesn't yeah. matter whether or not you have women in there or people of color or queer people. If the story sucks, the story sucks. So it's more than just throwing a character in there and then giving them a shit story. That's also going to cause decreases. Not, it has nothing to do with the character being inherently, with the buzzword, diverse. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other side of it where people want to always say, well, look at this. You know, you can't be lazy and just change characters, you know. And like you just said, Tatiana, that's not really the case. It's more about whether or not the story works or not. Right. And the other problem is like Marvel will claim having diversity, but they put out a book like Red Wolf, which was absolutely terrible. And I told you all about that on the show. You know, it's this terrible ass book where you just have all these stereotypes of Native Americans that are just terrible when there's been books like scalped out on the market, which are just incredible, and then you want to turn around and put out something like Red Wolf after they had scalped out, and it's like it's just disrespectful to everything. Mm. And then you have the other problem, like I said, about people thinking that it's just about you know, okay, if you just change a character, that's whack. But that's not true because Sam Jackson, the Nit Fury, they've had to explain him into the regular Marvel universe just so much so they can use the Nit Fury, you know, Sam Jackson look. Mm-hmm. It's just about making a dope story. And Marvel also, like I always say, they like you said, Chico, they just don't, it doesn't matter in the long run. And that's the biggest problem with these big companies is they're not creating characters that last or that have any impact after 12 issues because they jump the writer around. Right. The writer jumps to another title. Or they reset the universe and none of the stuff that happened actually happened. They're in another and they, dimension. And, yeah. and not even and they, actually the writer. There's there's also this notion. So like with Ghost Rider, right? Didn't they have this, you know, forgive the uh, the the pun or whatever, but like this fire, fire artist on there for like four issues. And then yep. he went and did something else. Like you, they get people in there with like a really dope artist and then they replace them, um, you know, after a couple issues, I don't think the the them changing writers is as much of a thing as 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 with artists. Oh I no, mean, it, it is. It is a huge thing because it's like because you don't have both. the thing like like Marvel did a great job when they kept um, Jonathan Hitman on Avengers. They kept them on both Avengers titles. There was only two Avengers titles for like three four years, and I know them joints was popping because Hitman was popping, and he just wrote this story that really didn't. Evolve. I mean, you could have other crossovers, but if you just read those two issues every month, you were good. And everyone was reading it. Now, Hitman left Marvel and just does independent work. So that's a huge hit to their sales. Like, it does matter it does. when you keep these people on, like, their creative teams. And it also gives you a vision 
of a complete story. Like Hitman told this great Avengers arc over three, four years. That's just this one complete dope ass story when you read it all. And then immediately after he leaves, they just basically ignore all that or change it up. Right. No, that. Like yes. Tom, yes. It's the same. Hold on. It's the same thing with Tom King, who just wrote Division. You know, now he did this dope ass story for a year. It's one of the best stories Marvel's put out in years. But immediately after that, they just do whatever they want with the characters that he wrote because Tom King is now left and works at DC. Right. And he's doing the same thing with Batman. He's telling this really dope, long, extended story of Batman. So Batman's popping. So it, it is about writers and it is about people just telling dope stories. It's also about the artists, too. That does very much matter. Comics are a visual medium. But it's just this whole. No, thing. I, I just meant. No, no, no just I just want. I just want to clarify. I just meant that like they take art. Like artists leave books much more quickly than writers. Oh do. no, it's the same thing. Yeah. it's the exact same thing. Writers, artists will all leave books. Three, four issues will be canceled, etc. Well, it all that. It's all the same. And that I just want to say that's another thing to cancel thing. So this is something that I've literally been complaining about for like twenty five years. So like they introduce a new character, a new book. And then it gets canceled, like without before you even know it, like eight issues in, like Nighthawk, right? Mm -hmm. So, so you have, um, you know, a great comic. What, like, the problem is if you keep doing that, why should I, as the reader, invest, you know, four dollars in the first issue and the second issue and the third issue, and then you're going to cancel it? Like, I'm not going to get invested. Like, if I thought. You know, um, a t- like you say what you want, like vinyl was a terrible TV show on HBO, but they at least let it run 12, 13 episodes and they just canceled it after, you know, like any, <laughs> anyone who was, no, the point is they like, there were people who, who liked that show, I think. But like, the point is, I know when I start watching an HBO show that like, it will at least have an end of a season. Whereas yes. half these comics, it's just you find out like, okay, yo, next next issue is the last issue. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know, and, and, and DC does that as well. And it's sort of I, I, I genuinely think that they need to commit like they need to be like, all right, we're going to let this run 24 issues, even if, um, you know, even if the sales aren't there, like they've got to get behind it. Like even if it means putting Wolverine in, you know, every other issue of a new comic, I don't know, like whatever they need to do. But but, you know, so that you as the reader have faith that you're going to put your, you know, both your money, your time, your everything into that. This character will be around, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm thinking about Mockingbird, you know, they, I think they canceled that at issue eight as well. Um, no, it made it to like 12. Okay. So I mean, you know, it's, it's, but it's, it's, it's why should I buy? Like, I'm not going to trust that a number one is going to even get to a number 20, let alone a number 100. Oh, no way. You know? No way. And, and that, so, I mean, that's, that's not really going to happen for Marvel these days, though. And that, that is a big problem, man. But I, it's like, also, like I, I told you, and Robert Kirkman said this years ago, and it's really just becoming, you know, true. He said, you know, when asked whether or not that, there would be an image, you know, a bid three image Marvel in DC. He said, one day I just see image. And that's just because creator owned books, you know, allow people to have that freedom. And if Marvel doesn't, and DC too, doesn't take some risk and let people have freedom and let people create what they want to create, they're going to end up with the same problem. As long as they keep resetting books, like you said, they never get to issue hundred. If it turns to, you know, a new number one, that doesn't even matter to me because that's just a, you know, whatever. Who cares about issue hundreds and stuff? But just let people tell whatever story they want to tell before they cancel it. And they do cancel books like Nighthawk, like Mockingbird, that feature diverse characters by, written by diverse creators and created by diverse creators all around. And they sometimes cancel these books before they have a chance to live. They are giving 
Like Moon uh, Girl and Devil Dinosaur would have been canceled a long time ago, but it's doing very well in trades. But it sells very poorly single issues. So people should pick up the single issues too because that book is on like issue 27 or something now. So they're giving it time to live. But, you know, it just depends on support as well. Or or the flip side is that they should be doing more limited series, you know, then they should have just. Well, that's what these all these all are limited series. That's what you have to look at. It is. It's like, you know, like Jonathan Hitman's run on the Avengers is like a 36 issue limited series, you know, whatever the length of it is. That's just how you have to look at these things. Now, each writer brings their own time. They usually restart it anyway. So it's, it is a limited series. It's just like they're not going to call it that because that name is played out. Yep. All right. Well, fuck David Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I agree, Chico. Yeah. And, you know, before we get out of the trifling area, we got to give a big shout out to Pepsi for being the official drink of trifling heights, it seems. How stupid can you be? <laughs> yeah, I Just mean, how legitimately dumb are you as a unit, as a group? As a brand, as a record label, as a know? record label, <laughs> to do some dumbass shit that what they did. Long story short, they put out a commercial starring Kendall Jenner as the face of the resistance, and made protesting hip and cool. Not only did they do that, they decided that the cure to all of society's ills is to hand a cop a can of Pepsi. Yeah, I yeah. mean that ev- everything about that was wrong. Like I think it's impressive how much wrong they got into 30 seconds. That's that's basically, you know, <laughs> like a bunch, you know, that that's all that that was. I mean that that was just um Let's talk about using a Kardashian Jenner slash uh spokesperson for a product that is 100% what's the word? What's the word that Ben I mean always talks about um Capitalism, 100% capitalism, and then put it aside with social justice. That's a, they are fucking stupid. Like how, again, how dumb can you be? How dumb can you be to put that type of social issue into a commercial and try to sprinkle the commercial with people of color here and there, not even putting them in the foreground. They're in the background. And there's even one black woman where Kylie Jenner is walking past her and she just throws a wig in the black woman's hand like, here, hold this. (laughs) Oh, I missed that. I saw her take off the wig. It's so fast, but it's right there in the beginning. I'm like, are y'all fucking kidding me right now? I I love how she takes off the blonde wig. They made sure the black man gave Kendall a jet. They like it's just mind-boggling how just ludicrous they this commercial is. It's ludicrous that they thought that this would fly, and it's ludicrous that they thought that they wouldn't get any L's for this. They got immediate, <laughs> immediate L's. L's. <laughs> Don't do that. Number one, I, I said it. I said it on Twitter. You should have sat there and minding your business and not got into this because this is not your lane. You keep putting pop stars in your music and your videos and letting them sing about bubbles and pop and shit and let that happen. That's not your lane. That's not what you're about. If you want to inject yourself into social issues, give some money to the ACLU. If you want to inject yourself into social issues, start bailing out people who are still in jail. If you want to give your uh, put your brand and shit into social issues, give me some money, some legal recourse, or something that actually can help the community. Do not fucking put Kendall Jenner, Kardashian, whomever, in a fucking commercial. Giving a cop a fucking Pepsi. <laughs> like, you are here. dumb. 
Oh man, and, and just yeah, the, we... the okie doke of it, just in this day and age of them using the like you know the resistance trying to co-opt that. I mean, it's like just the other day, you know, shortly after cutting one point five billion dollars from the um, <laughs> parks department, they showed Donald Trump giving a check, like a seventy-five thousand dollars check to this park ranger. Did you see the face of the black park yes. ranger taking that and check? Because that you look knew, of that utter dude knows what's up. And, yes. and it's like, I mean, it's ludicrous. I mean, it's like $1.5 billion. Do you know, I mean, $75,000, you know, compared to $1.5 billion, I mean, is, is, is nothing. I mean, it's literally yeah. closer by a long shot to a penny than it is to $1.5 billion, you know? And so, you know, but, uh, and, and so it's this, I, I feel like it's the same kind of thing. Like, you know, um, it's the same kind of stupid you know, surfacey, you know, okie doke that apparently works on a certain amount of people in the country. Nah, nah, this shit ain't working. That commercial is never really seeing the light of day. YouTube is as far as it's going to go. They are going to yank. How quick? I'm going to say, how quick you think they're going to pull it? Yank that. If it's not pulled yank already. That. Yeah, if it's not pulled by the time you hear this. So hopefully y'all saw it or didn't see it because it's worth it for the laughs. You know, it's worth it to see a whole company deflate themselves. I don't know. When Duck Dynasty can run for however many seasons, when Donald Trump can get elected president, when, you know, their show is still on. I mean, keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> I mean, you know. There are yeah, people well, who still are trying to keep up with the Kardashians, you know. This commercial ain't keeping up with nothing. No, it you certainly know, honestly, isn't. Honestly, how, how, how dare they? To make a honestly, like it, it is funny, but it's also not funny because how dare they make a mockery out of something so serious where you have people dying, dying, yep. like legitimately yes. putting their bodies on the line, brown and black people legitimately out there dying for this, and you telling me I'm gonna get a cool Pepsi and be all right. Fuck you, Pepsi. Yeah, how about that? I have, I have a Pepsi and a smile. Shut the fuck up in the mighty words of Eddie Murphy. But oh uh, yeah, let's get up out of trifling heights. Like I, like we yeah. said, before, have a coke and a smile. Yeah, yeah, have a coke and a smile. Yeah, you know, you coke's sitting there like ah, refreshing. <laughs> oh man, coke, coke's next commercial is gonna be the clapback of all clapbacks. Like they whatever they do, they're gonna is a do it like Nicki Minaj and not say nothing. Yeah, and they, but they're just gonna make a fire ass commercial and like have a hit all summer, and it'll be straight. But yeah, shout out to the whole, you know, Jenner, everyone, Pepsi, all y'all, David Gabriel, as we move on out of Trifling Heights, you know, probably gonna be our last visit there for a little bit. But, you know, as always, make sure you stand up, you know, call senators, Congress people, Republicans, Democrats that don't matter. Oppose this nonsense that Trump is doing, that Trump is doing, whatever you want to call it. And, and it box. makes a difference because both Republican yes. and Democrat, like when all when people were showing up at the Republicans town halls, the ones who chose. Oh, to they're going to be showing up more. They it's, were it's, they it's, were um, genuinely yeah. surprised and the yeah. Democrats were genuinely surprised. They were ready to go along and get along. And then when everyone showed up at the Women's March, when, you know, 4.5 million people showed up out in the streets all over America, that's when they started actually being like, wow, oh, holy, mm. you know, and, and there's a generational thing, you know, where the younger Congress people sort of understand, whereas the older ones are like, oh, well, he won. And so we have to go along with it. But like, really, it really makes a difference. And actually something that I, I, I have, in fact, called. But the, th the thing that I haven't done is if you call them and tell them like, yo, I'm glad you voted the way you did, like call them and actually say, mm. I'm glad you're opposing him as opposed to calling and saying, oh, oppose this. 
if you call yeah. them and actually give them the, um, you know, the, you know, co- confirm that you are their constituent and you appreciate what they're doing. Um, if any listeners that are in Georgia, in Atlanta, there is an actual, um, election because Tom Price, I believe the health and human services secretary, you know, who's, who's horrendous because he is now the secretary. There's an open, uh, congressional seat and it is in a normally Republican district. But there are there's a lot of support for the Democratic candidate that's running in that district. And if you live in that district, I mean, this is this is a more important election than, you know, any in your life. And there's a special election that's coming up. And um, you definitely I mean, you know, please go out, please, you know, support the uh, the Democratic candidate, because uh, right now he, he actually has a chance in a district that normally would be Republican. But people are so freaked out by what Trump is doing, you know, that up is down, down is up. I mean, it's not even up, up is down and down is purple. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, to say the least. All right, well, like I said, let's get up out of Trifling Heights, and we're going to take a quick break right here, and we'll come back to wrap up this last episode. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. that I'm not doing that one again. I'm not doing that one again. (laughs) This fourth anniversary episode, it does not stop a Fanbro show. This week's episode of Fanbro show is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate offers an epic range of pop culture items for less than $20 a month. Whether you're shopping for the geek of your life, whether you're that geek, Loot Crate is the best surprise that you know is coming. Every month, there's a different theme and a new exclusive items that you can only get with Loot Crate. And remember, Loot Crate has a plethora of options to fit the fan in you. There's Loot Gaming, Loot Wear, Loot Anime, Loot Pets. Quite literally, there's something for everybody. And this April, join us as we salute some of our favorite mystery solvers. So we get some dope items from places like Batman, The X-Files, Marvel's Jessica Jones, Stranger Things. It's really awesome. One lucky subscriber will also win a mega crate. Holy crap. (laughs) How? Okay, now I'm jealous. This mega crate is going to include a signed copy of Jessica Jones's alias volume one through four. I'm mad because I'm not eligible to win. In any case, you have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, tough titty, you missed out. Make sure to head to lootcrate.com slash fanbros and enter the code fanbros to save $3 on any new subscription today. That's lootcrate.com slash fanbros and use the code fanbros to save $3 on any new subscription. Welcome back, fam bros. I know you've been enjoying this incredible episode. Like Chico Leo said, you know, when he's here in the house, this is a very special event. I mean, stiff the fourth anniversary. We have Chico Leo back in the spaceship. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Chico. What's up, everyone? Still here. <laughs> <laughs> like he has a so I didn't, I didn't Don't eject. Worry. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> jump in the escape pod. Don't worry. <laughs> didn't jettison some him, jettison himself off in the deep space right. and shit. 
you know, who knows what's going to happen, though. But, you know, we all have a special return of a special segment later on in the show. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's time for... Tech Talk with Tatiana. And this week in tech news, I spoke about this last week about the bill that Trump would, excuse me, Chump would inevitably sign that would effectively strip our internet privacies away. It obviously has been signed. Now, on Monday, he signed it into law, which repeals internet privacy rules that were passed last year by the FCC. What those rules did was govern and limit the data that different ISPs or internet service providers could actually used to sell to advertisers, sell information such as your geolocation, your browsing history, um, certain sensitive pieces of data that advertisers use to create targeted advertisements. So if you're always looking at soccer, for instance, you would get a lot of soccer advertisement. As I mentioned, Chump signed this bill into law and now it begins, right? So We don't quite know where this is going to go, only because ISPs have told the general public that despite what has happened now, that they're going to stick to protecting your privacy. I wouldn't hold my breath about that because companies lie all the time. Companies say they're going to do one thing and something else happens. And also companies do a lot of underhanded shit as well, particularly when it comes to your privacy, when it comes to protecting your sensitive data. Lots of times they opt you into different services that collect your data and don't tell you that they're doing it or they keep it very secret. And you have to actually step up and tell them to either A, stop collecting your data or B, stop using your data for advertisement purposes. I know that when I first brought this up, that Chico said that he had a lot of questions on this. Um, is if you like every time you do a search or every five minutes, um, you know, delete your browser, does that make a difference or no? It doesn't matter. Like, you know, if you delete your searches, you know, like, and I'm actually actually more thinking about my phone. I'm not even so much thinking about my computer. Like, I use my phone so much more than I actually use my computer. But I do, you know, I do do stuff on my computer. But, like, you know, if every five or ten times I search something or I do something on my phone and then I delete, you know, clear the history on this device, does that make any difference whatsoever? Clearing histories on your device delete it from that device. And that's not even 100% foolproof because if someone has the right tools or the right programs, they can still grab that data back. Do all this stuff about deleting your browser history, going incognito, things like that, that's just on a very surface level. Um, when it comes to sites, when you're, when you're doing, when you're doing your, your incognito browser and things like that, you're just blocking certain pieces of data from being read by that website, the website that's just collecting all this inf- random information. What you just asked about deleting pro- the browser history, that's just on the surface level of your device. Your actual search queries that you're sending in through, say you use the Verizon as your ISP, that's still going up and down, back and forth through Verizon servers. So that data doesn't go anywhere. Particularly, I want to make a point that What companies still can't do is they can't take your data and then say, hey, that belongs to Tatiana King and this is what Tatiana King's doing. They still are not able to do or not allowed, quote unquote, to do that. But what they can do now, now that this bill has been signed, what they can do now is give you even more targeted ads. I had mentioned before, this is really all about money. This is all about making the rich richer. We're talking about the corporations here. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the real thing that I want to say is I know we still have to stay vigilant about everything they're doing because we still have to protect net neutrality. And that's the real. That's up next. That's, yes. That, I mean, that's the battle that never goes away. And that's particularly yeah. up next because this was pretty much one salvo into the battle for net neutrality because. Yep. The next part of that comes now where companies will try to, and I don't care what they say, they're going to try to do things like charge people different tiers to have uh, faster or more consistent connections to their sites, for instance. That is a, again, this is a huge deal. You guys should definitely learn up about this. Learn up what all of this information means. What Learn about the, learn about the privacy policies of every uh, ISP that you work with. So whether you have T-Mobile or Comcast or whatever the case may be, really read that privacy policy when you get a chance because it will say some stuff in there that you have never known that they have access to and then have you have effectively signed away your rights uh, to 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 fight them legally. And also just watch exactly what you do on the computer or your phone or any of that stuff. And that's the real thing because like we say, it's just there's no real real protection if someone wants to get what you've been doing on there they can find it so you have to just watch what you're doing in general yeah watch what you're doing but at the same time most people can't afford that habit like the internet Mm -hmm. and the use of the internet is part of our daily lives there's no way around it most unless you're just like 100 off the grid like just just (laughs) going solid snake on it there's no way no and even though there are Tools such as VPN and Tor, I had mentioned before, those are not common things that a lot of people know how to use. And even when they do know how to use it, it's slow or it costs more money. A lot of people don't have the financial flexibility to be doing this. A lot of people don't have the financial flexibility to go to ISPs that don't sell their data. It's just a lot of stuff that people cannot do, that they're held back because of just simply not, there might not be enough competition, for instance. It's just not too much people can do. But the one thing you can do will be all we keep talking about. Talk to your representatives. Call mm-hmm. them up. Tell them they fucked up. I'm just serious. When they do good, that's great. Tell them they did good, but tell them they need to watch themselves. They need to fix this. They're wrong. I mean, just just tell them how you feel and what's happening, what the issue is, because this is not going to end here. It's going to go deeper and deeper into infringing our privacy. Word up. This is like you were Ooh. saying related to the corporation. This is where our democracy is broken. You know, with the healthcare law, you know that they tried to pass that was a disaster. I mean, it came out that you know the insurance companies had given Mitch McConnell like eight million dollars, and they had given you know uh, Paul Ryan like five million dollars. And so, you know, when the corporations give these politicians five and eight million dollars, but they know they're going to be making billions. You know, it's nothing for them to bribe, you know, and it is, you know, it's legal bribery, but it is bribing, you know what I mean? And so right. this is this is where the, the real frustration is. And you have a guy in the White House who no, doesn't, you know, who has no empathy for hum, human beings whatsoever and just, you know, all he sees are dollar signs. Um, exactly. And so, yeah, I, I agree. I, I echo everything that Tatiana said. But um, this is the problem. I mean, this is why things like Citizens United and dark money and just the general, you know, the you know, and this is this is not new. I mean, this is something that comes and it goes. I mean, this was a problem 100 years ago and everything went out of whack. And then, you know, we got the new deal. And I, you know, I think that eventually things are going to get bad enough that then they'll get good. You know, we wouldn't have had Barack Obama if it wasn't because, you know, George W. Bush was so bad that people voted for 
Barack Obama, who might not have otherwise. And now Trump is going to be so bad that, you know, it's possible if we survive through this, that on the other end, we'll get something, you know, even better. But that's if we survive. Mm. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) But no, this is a big deal. I mean, this privacy thing is a big deal. It's very un-American, the notion of them... You know, the way that people use their, you know, and again, this is another problem where you have like 75 year old people who don't use the Internet voting on these things. Um, You know, the the Supreme Court passes laws and they don't know the difference between a text and a tweet. You know what I mean? Like that's and they're voting on laws having to do with the privacy related to these things. And it's a real it's a real issue. It's a real problem. The Internet is the cyber, according to Chump. Yes, like Tatiana said, make sure you are calling your representatives, emailing them, writing them, but especially calling them because they need to hear your voice. They need to let you need to let them know how you feel. Like Tatiana said, this is huge news. This is probably the most important Tatiana with tech news ever. So pay attention <laughs> to what she's saying right here. I'm dead ass. I, I mean, you always dropping knowledge about, you know, the gadgets and all the good stuff. But, you know, people need to know that, you know, this stuff is real out there as well. And you have to really pay attention to what's going on. Otherwise, you won't be able to enjoy all these wonderful gadgets and good stuff that you can get every week from Tatiana on Tatiana with Tech Talk with Tatiana. Even the personal massagers? <laughs> nah, nah. Especially the ones that are hooked up to the Internet. <laughs> you definitely, oh, trust and believe if you have one of those. You, you just stop using it. Yeah, forget it. Like, like, I mean, there's, there's no other. Yeah, stop. Stop right now. Stop <laughs> right now. And before we get into, you know, the illustrious comics like Cop Fourth Anniversary Edition, I just have to stop right now because some big news was announced today. And mm, like this, like, you know, Mellow Marketer said, you know, big happy belated birthday to you. Happy born day to Deadly Diva as well. But, you know, this predates Fan Bros Show. This is everything right here. The Invincible movie has finally been announced. If you don't know, Robert Kurtman, and it started with Robert Kurtman, the author, and Corey Walker, the illustrator. It's now illustrated by Ryan Otley, and Robert Kurtman's still writing it. It's coming to an end, the comic itself, with issue 144. It's perhaps... My it's definitely in my top five greatest trauma books of all time. Top three, even, I would have to say. In some days, it's my favorite ever. It is just an amazing, incredible comic book. If you've never read it, you should check it out. I mean, I just re- highly recommend it to anyone. And the boys, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, are producing Invincible. They recently produced the Preacher series on AMC, which I thought was a really faithful, you know, reproduction of Preacher and also like a prequel to the main series. So I'm really excited to see what they do in the second season. And hopefully they don't do that mess with Invincible and just get right to it. Because Invincible is just an incredible comic and doesn't need any prequel. You can just get right into it from the beginning. And so I really just am, I mean, just super excited for this. This is like the best goddamn news ever. Like, man. But, you know, Tatiana and Chico have yet to read Invincible, I think, so. No, not yet. But I have read Preacher, and I did see the TV series, and I'm not sure if I can necessarily co-sign how faithful that first season was to, uh, you know. No, I said it's a prequel. I said it's a prequel. But beyond that, it's very faithful to the theme. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I liked it. I actually did like it. I just was... 
I just was a little taken aback by, you know, I mean, they, they leave the town in the first issue and this one, it was 12 issue, 12 episodes before they left the town. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully we won't get that with Invincible, but like I said, since neither of y'all read it, it's tough for y'all to even understand the greatness that is, is Invincible, that is Invincible. But long story short, Invincible tells the story of Robert Grayson, who is this kid on earth, whose dad is basically like Superman. And his dad is married to basically like the, not a lowest thing, but he's married. He has a child and that's Robert Grayson. He's in high school when he suddenly starts getting his powers like his dad and he becomes a superhero invincible. His dad is a superhero named Omni-Man. And from there, it just goes in directions that you would never expect. It constantly changes. They're going to need a few movies at least to do the whole series if they want to go that far. But it's just one of the best series ever. And has one of the biggest twists and turns that they can get to in the first movie that I won't give away right here. Definitely check out Invincible. And like I say, I'm just beyond super hyped for this. And, you know, it's like the fourth anniversary. And boom, you know, Invincible's announced. Big things. That fan bro show effect is just popping off yep. everywhere. And it's now time for, you know, big things right here. Fourth anniversary edition. Comics. Ah, comics. And yeah, you know, it's fourth anniversary edition. So really, I just want to say shout outs to everyone who has been, you know, using that hashtag comics I cop. It's been a beautiful thing. I've been put on to so many different comics that I had no idea about. And it's always really ill to see people actually buying the joints or copping the joints. However you get them that I talk about, that just bugs me out. Like, seriously bugs me out. Someone hit us on the email today talking about how they've been going through enough things and they were like, Yo, I started picking up Wicked and Divine, and I just love it, and it's just been helping me out so much. And that's so bad because I just love Wicked and Divine so much. Like, I think that's one of the illest series ever, and I'm just like, wow, somebody else is feeling that joint. But this week, I do want to give a two quick shout-outs to uh, the... Did it right, Ben? Did it right, Ben? Did it right? No, no, sleight of hand. Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's right, folks. We've been talking about the movie, the slight movie coming soon. We are going to hear more about it, including some reviews, all that from us soon. But right now, you can go grab the slight, the slight that I say. I just feel like I'm butchering it every time whether I got it right or not. Anyway, the slight comic book is available for free digital download. It actually tells a preview of the movie. It's the prequel to the movie. So you can go pick up the free digital download right now. It's from Oni Press. It's written by Ryan Parrott, but it's illustrated by Rob Guillory, one yeah. of our faves here at Fanbro's show, the artist behind Chew, which recently ended another incredible comic book that you need to go pick up. You can buy the whole series now, Chew, which is illustrated by Rob Guillory. And he did the Slate comic, and Rob is just such an ill artist. So, you know, I, I just did it again, right? The Slate. Yeah, I did. Slight. Slight. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So, wait, I just want to throw in there. I, I told you this uh, when we talked, actually, like a couple of months ago, Ben, but I actually finally did start reading Chew, and I think it's fantastic. And, ah, you know, it you is. definitely say, I yes. mean, legitimately with comics, better late than never. And, yes. uh, you know, if you hadn't have been, you know, bigging it up all those weeks, uh, or all those episodes, you know, that you talked about it while it was still actually coming out. I, you know, I probably never would have. But yeah, I, I really like Chew a lot. No, Chew is incredible. Definitely pick that up. You know, after you go download this free joint, you can go download it 
and you know get up ready for the movie we'll have more from the movie coming soon but definitely go download this right now and then go pick up chew like chico said because rob guillory killed it on that the whole series is incredible it's only 60 issues so it's a whole complete series with 60 issues and there you go you know two quick comics i cop for you i'm also i finished the bitch planet trade people were saying i saw in the comments last week that some people were like eh, whatever but i really like that joint yo bitch planet is like and it's a really dope comic, even if you buy a trade or, you know, in single issues. So they give you most of the extra material. The single issues have a dope-ass letters page that you're not getting in the trade. But a lot of the other extra material you get in the trade. So either single issues or your trade, you're winning. And like I said before, the joint's only $10. So go check that out. Bitch Planet Trade is out. Also, like we said, pick up Chew. You know, go get your free slight comic book. Whew. Digital download available now, right now. Go get that. And that's it for comics I cop. Like I said, I'm hyped for Invincible. That is crazy news. I, I don't know if you guys Woo. talked about this a few weeks ago or when it came out, maybe even now it's been a couple of months, but a few weeks ago I read um, the graphic novel that uh, was made about um, Octavia uh, Butler's Kindred. And um, it's actually, I'm embarrassed to say, it's actually the only Octavia Butler novel that I've read. Um, wow. And so I don't know if actually if you guys talked about that, but I did read it and I, and I, you know, I mentioned it on Twitter and I would definitely would, you know, encourage people to go out and get it. Although I would encourage people probably more to go out and read, read her books. Um, but it was it was really great. And so mm. um, that that and Chew are, are the two uh, the two biggest and newest things that I've uh, that I've copped uh, in the last couple of months. Nice. All right. Well, thank you for that, Chico. And, you know, since you're back, hmm, what time is it? Must be time for Chico's Pick of the Week. Is it time already? <laughs> it looks... <laughs> well, all right. So, it, it, you know, you know it sounds... Hey, hold up. I'm just so happy that you're back and you still, you know, sound completely surprised. Right. <laughs> like he has never done this in his entire natural life. Well, it's, you, you know, it's been a while. It's been a while. I got to I got to put uh-huh. my put my 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 pick of the week hat on. Well, you know, th- there's a lot of new stuff on Netflix as everyone probably knows. Chewing Gum season 2 just came on Netflix. Mm. This weekend the Get Down uh part 2 of season 1, I mm. guess is coming. Wow. To Netflix. Um, but uh, my pick of the week is actually a movie that just came to Netflix um, called Evolution. It's a French movie that um, it's not so much sci-fi. It's more like magical realism. Um, it, it, it has among the best cinematography. It's a movie that came out either last year or in 2015. And it has literally some of the best cinematography I've seen in a long time. And ironically, it has nothing to do with Mad Max Fury Road, but that it, it looked like Mad Max Fury Road. The Ooh. colors looked like it, Ooh. except the whole thing takes place on – it's a French movie uh, on a seaside. So instead of all that yellow sand, um, mm-hmm. imagine like a lot of blue sea. And um, oh, the, the filters that they used or, or – or, um, you know, j- just the it, it just the colors – I the only movie that I know that looked like – the colors looked like this movie – Evolution is what uh, was uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, again, they're very oh, different great. movies. This one is much more. It's a little slower. It's got more of like magical. Ma- I would say magical realism, fantasy. Um, it's hard to, but there's also there is a sci-fi element to it. 
Um, and so, I mean, it is a little bit of a deeper cut. I, I just assume everyone is already watching Chewing Gum or is going to watch it. You know, season one was was a former pick of the week. Get Down was certainly, um, you know, a real a real special, pleasant surprise for me. The the first half of um, of Get Down, so I'm really looking forward to that. But um, Evolution, I would ch- I, you know just check out if if um, it's it's really really good and and not like anything that I've I've seen. Um, and I think that it is something that would appeal, uh, to, to the fan bros, uh, out there real quick. One thing I've never recommended a podcast before, but this weekend, um, I listened to S town, which is the new podcast by the people who did serial, which I didn't like serial. I actually only listened to the first episode. Yeah. I haven't even listened to S town because I really disliked serial. Right. So this is different. It's, I mean, I I love serial, but I just disliked the theme of it right well you know it's interesting i mean this this definitely uh you know i don't know this this one definitely hit me i listened to it they they put all seven episodes out it's seven episodes they put them all out at once it wasn't like serial where you have to wait a week for the next one i listened to one episode of serial and i didn't even ever come back for the second one let alone the, the whole thing it's not the same host and the host is kind of whack but the, of of you know compared to the subject of s-town um, I've already talked on Twitter with a couple of Fanbros listeners uh, about it. Um, shout out to uh, Bay Area Style File and uh, Daniel Silverthorne. But, um, you know, I, I was really blown away and I, I would really, really recommend it. It's um, I can't I, I mean, I kind of can't recommend it highly enough. It I mean, it took them three years to make and it's seven episodes so you know it definitely is like sort of um you know it's a documentary audio documentary thing but um definitely check that out that uh that 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 you know if i could recommend one thing in one medium this week it's it's, it's probably that um so yeah i mean that you too as well check out what you know what people are doing uh out there and um that's it for this 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 week's pick of the week Thank you very much. And, you know, we're about to close out this anniversary episode of Fan Bros Show. So anything else before we get out of here, you know, from the two of y'all? Always make sure to subscribe to Fan Bros, because when you subscribe to Fan Bros, you subscribe to Tatiana King-Jones, the Chico Leo, and Mr. DJ Benjamin. You subscribe to Fan Bros Show the Slam Bros, The Scream Squad, and Outlaw Bars for anime, wrestling, horror, and everything for all nerds. For all Bird nerds. And as always, thank you to all the listeners, all the fans, like we said, all the family that we've acquired over the years, over the months, over the days, weeks, whatever. Thank you to everyone out there for being there, for listening. It's just been a fantastic voyage, you know. It does not stop. Thank you for the support and the love. And, you know, I don't know. Ain't much more to say, but Chico, what else? Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs>